Josh Allen did some spectacularly bad things last night and finally some spectacularly good things, as usual. And he got lots of help from a 96-yard punt return and a defense that shut out to and Tyreek in the second half. And Buffalo won the AFC East and gets Pittsburgh at home next Sunday at 1 Eastern. Uh, good morning to Richard Sherman, but Rich, hang on just a second because I'm going to go to Michael first here. Michael, what did last night tell you about the Bills and about the Dolphins? Well, listen, I looked at this game and as I was watching, I saw this as a battle of Supermans. You know, mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill on one side is the Superman for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, they run everything through Tyreek Hill. And if somehow you can slow that down, you really put a dent in what Miami's trying to do. Yep. That's all Buffalo does. Buffalo says, let's focus on Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek had 13 targets. Mm. No Jalen Waddle. Nope. The next person had three targets. Yep. You, you, so the Superman wide receiver can't do it without any help. That Superman quarterback... He can do it without help. I mean, he gets the ball first, and he played incredibly. Skip, you just talked about those in interceptions or, or, or some of the plays he made. You know, that throw down to the end zone. You said, what are you doing on third and two? It's bonehead play. Bonehead. But the interception is not that bad. It's an interception where you're getting the ball, giving the ball up 95 yards away from the touchdown. So we, we count all interceptions, but some are more devastating than others. If you give that ball up and they only got 30 yards the way to go for a touchdown, that's a different thing. 95, okay, that's like a turnover on downs, whatever. But so, so, so that don't count. But Josh Allen played great football. He did everything he needed to do to win that game. And area, I'm telling you, as I watch games, I watch, I watch mannerisms. I like to watch what people say after the game because it kind of tells me your spirit and what was in your heart, you know, and even watching them. I watch him walk up to Diggs, and we've talked about what's going on with Diggs. What's going on. He gave Diggs that and turned away. It was almost like, this is my team, my unit, I'm running Everything. That's what I sense. I said, oh, after a victory like that, if Troy and I walked up to each other, we're going to be yeah, wah, wah, yelling all in each other's face. We're not going anywhere. Then we're going to talk about, man, there are many other things we could have gotten done. Boy, next week we're going to be doing these things. To see them do that and break away, I said, mm, that's something. But I saw the power in Josh. Josh has taken over this team from coach, from players, mm. from everybody. Mm. He doesn't care. That's why he threw that ball. And you didn't see now one person say, come on, man, think, think, think. All that's out. This is Josh Allen, Superman's team, and he's playing like a Superman. I can't wait to see what happens throughout the playoffs. If he continues to carry this, this kind of confidence, and, and, and this is my team, I'm doing what I want to do. Skip, I thought, I thought he played a great game. The battle of the two Supermen, and the Superman that has the ball all the time in his hands every play, he won over the Superman that needs you to find ways to get him the ball because that's all Buffalo's defense did was mm. focus on Tyreek Hill mm. and nobody else could step up. Mm. Go, Richard. Yeah, I, I, I agree with, with some of that. I think those, those turnovers could have proved costly in a game, you know, if you're playing a better team. You know, uh, Miami hasn't been great against teams were winning records all season. They've struggled in these games. They struggled against Buffalo early in the season, earlier in the season. Um, they played better this game, but 
I, I, I think that those turnovers and those plays are going to be what keeps them from a Super Bowl. I think this has been a great story for Buffalo. You know, they went from uh, a fringe playoff team uh, majority of the season. You know, they were they were almost a 500 team uh, at points of the season and to all the way to the number two seed in the AFC, which is impressive. And Josh Allen is a huge reason for that. Um, he did throw for 359 yards. Uh, only had eight incompletions in the game, two of them being those interceptions in the end zone that took points off the board, board, but he did lead the team in rushing. So, again, he is doing everything he can to will this team and put them in position to to, to be competitive and to, to be a playoff team. They have uh, the number two seed, so, you know, they'll get at least two home playoff games, and, and I think they will be formidable. It's not easy to go to Buffalo at this time of the year and win ball games. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with what he's been able to do to, to will this team into the position they're in. But you got to at some point, you know, th- those plays like that are the reason, you know, Buffalo did, didn't have a Super Bowl ring, doesn't have a Super Bowl ring now. And if he doesn't correct those in these playoffs, they won't have a Super Bowl ring this year. But I think, you know, the same thing that makes you laugh, makes you cry. He is the reason they're mm-hmm. in this position. He's the reason they're the two seed. He's the he's a Superman that that uh, Irv is saying he has been, and he played like that a lot of this last game. Okay. I'm going to reiterate what I said Friday. Buffalo is just better than Miami. I know, Michael, you hung in picking Miami in part because you're you're from there, and I respect that. But the explosive explosive speed they have, man, it it says any time they're average. Without Waddle. Right, without Waddle. It's, it's so hard on so Tyreek, and it's still so a hard. dependent position right. where he can't throw it to himself. Right. And I'm not the biggest Josh Allen fan, but he's way better in these moments than Tua is. Yeah. Tua is just limited. He just He's a soft he thrower w- without a lot of velocity. Yeah. He's, he's got nice football IQ. He can time it up. He can get rid of it quickly. He can throw it on, on anticipation. I, I got that, but... It, if, if Tyreek is up against a really heady, savvy defense led by a Jordan Poyer, they don't have Micah Hyde right now, but Poyer's just all over the field, quarterback in that defense. It's just it's hard to move the ball. I look at what happened to Miami in the second half. This is the team that scored 70 in three quarters on Denver. And in the second half last night, they went 0 for 4 on third down, and they had 57 total yards in the second half. 57 total yards. It was 14 to nothing Buffalo in the second half. They got shut out in the second half by Buffalo's defense that, that has lost a lot of key players. Through, you know, Matt Milano and Tredevious White and Vaughn hasn't been the same all year. It, they're, they're not what they were, but they still know how to play defense the way Richard knew how to play defense. Play it with your head. And they made it very hard, as Michael pointed out, on Tyreek. And then you live and you die with Josh. So in the first half and, and once in the third quarter, you died with him because let's, let's quickly see the two picks he threw. And, Michael, you're right. They're, they're end zone interceptions, but they cost you points because the first one comes on. It's, it's third and goal at the five-yard line. And you That's think, well, difference. at least give me three here. That's the difference. This is three. a bad interception. Yeah. At least give me three and he back foots it. I, I have no, no idea. Okay. Right. Okay. Just a mis- misread mis- between the two. Between the two. Okay. Okay. He's probably expecting him to come back at that ball, come right back, and he, he goes he inside. Did. All right. You know, and, Th- and then we've got another one late in the first quarter that's fourth and two at the 35, and this is one of his fall away beauties that he tries to pull off. 
as he tries to out Mahomes Mahomes. And it's he knows he's on Sunday night national see, television. Yeah, see, and see, let me tell you something. Why, why, this is this is it, it, are they going to kick a field goal from here? Okay, so you think it's a punt? It's, 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 like, it's a you know, punt. You know, it's okay. a punt. Right. So so it doesn't it's, it does, it's not devastating. Okay. He said, okay, fourth down. I, I, I want to if they're going to try to kick a field goal, that's one thing. Yeah. But since we're going for it. I don't see any opportunity. I got to get the ball up in the place somewhere. And it was smart of him. All right. It was smart of him to say, let me put the ball in play in the end zone and not around the line of scrimmage trying right. to get the first down. That, that makes the difference. All right. And then he gets away with one that hits somebody in the helmet. This is 436 left in the second quarter that turns into a, a Sherfield touchdown. If we could see this play. It, it, this, this isn't exactly how you drew it up. I think it hits somebody, and, and Sherfield mm. grabs on the back line. You, you, you got a big break there, and it could have gone the other way. As yep. you well know, the ball goes up in the air, and maybe somebody snatches it and goes the other way for 70, 80 yards. And then finally, the last play of the first half, and when Sean McDermott was interviewed at halftime, he was scathingly critical of the last throw of the half because, you, you, as, as Sean said, you have to throw this in the end zone. You just have to throw it in the end zone. And instead, yeah. it's, yeah, a yeah, right yeah. it's a yard yeah, short. It's a yard short. And, and yeah. boy, Sean McDermott laid it on Ooh. Josh at halftime for that. And then Josh did come out in the third quarter, if we could see this, and he had the ball just taken right away from him. He's he's not he, he doesn't have this is still the last play. Hmm. But if we well, that's a great play though by, by yeah. Miami's defense yeah. right there. They just took the ball away. Took the ball away. All right. Keep him out of right. out of the end zone on that hit. Wow. So I've shown you enough as, to echo Richard here. Uh, those are enough plays. You could lose a big game at Miami, right? Aren't, aren't those enough yeah. plays where you'd say, ooh? Yeah, but, 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 but those plays are where you're right here. That's him saying, nobody's open. Yeah. My pocket is covered. Nobody's yeah. open. So I'm I got to get out of these glasses and get out of this yep. Clark Kent stuff and turn to Superman. <laughs> and, right. and, and, they're try, and they get him. <laughs> that, that right there. Right. And he wants to, I want you to protect the ball, but I understand the decision he made. Okay. So yeah, but I, yeah, go it, ahead, the decision, this you decision is never. Yeah, it gotta be. It gotta be protect the ball because it, you know every Superman has a kryptonite, and if your <laughs> kryptonite is turnovers, then you're Ooh. never gonna win. You're not gonna win in this league. You're not gonna win the big games. You're not gonna win in the playoffs because those things are critical. And to win Super Bowls, you have to go on an incredible run. We talk about some of these quarterbacks and the runs they go on in the playoffs. A lot of times. It's the lack of turnovers that that allow their teams to succeed. It's it's when Joe Flacco, everybody says he overachieved that Super Bowl when they won in Baltimore. He didn't have yeah. one interception the, the entire four games. He had well, 11 touchdowns. Yeah. You talk about Eli Manning's runs. You know, Eli would have very pedestrian regular seasons, but he'd yeah. get in these playoffs and turn into a whole different beast. He'd, he'd 13 touchdowns, 14 touchdowns to one or zero interceptions in these, these Super Bowl runs. So that's where... I understand what you're saying, Irv, where you're like, hey, you know, he's trying to do what he could. He punted the ball. But a lot of quarterbacks just eat the ball in those situations. A lot of quarterbacks don't put the ball in harm's way or they hit their back foot and let the ball go. You don't have to extend every play. You don't have to take every play and make it spectacular. Sometimes the routine plays get the job done. And he does do the routine plays a lot of times at a high level. But it's those turnovers. It's him trying to do too much. It's him not just eating the ball and fumbling the ball in the pocket. And if it happened once or twice, you'd say, oh, okay, you know, it's not that common. But every single year we're talking about these Josh Allen turnovers 
costing his team. And this game, it didn't cost them because their defense played well enough to win the game. They stopped this explosive offense. But usually right. you turn the ball over three times, that's an L. Right, but, 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 but what I'm trying to say, and we're talking here in the same areas, but what I'm trying to say is you mentioned guys that got it without getting those interceptions. The Brett Favre's in the world, they won a Super Bowl too, and they threw plenty of interceptions. But the difference is at some point they learn when they can and when they can't try those plays that you're talking about. You're not going to snatch all of it out of him, so I got to make sure he's discerning of when he should and when he shouldn't try those plays. That fourth and two, that's a discerning moment. Okay, you want to throw that ball down here. You can do that. We're turning this ball over. You're not getting that first down. Let's try to make a play in the end zone. If that guy is crazy enough to intercept it, that's great. Now they got 95 yards to go. If he's smart, he should bat it down, and they'll start first down over here. And then that interception counts even more than it did when yeah. you start 95 yards. I, I, I'm never going to get Josh Allen to not taking those opportunities. And you don't want to take that from him. You don't want to take him snatching off his glasses in his coat, turning into Superman. You just want him to be smart when he snatches off those glasses and take, and take off that coat. Okay, so as we all know, Josh Allen, since he entered this league, has led this entire league in right. turnovers. Right. And yet, as we all know, this team was 6-6 six and six at one point, and their biggest turnaround game came at home against our Cowboys when they literally ran us off the field and Josh threw or completed a grand total of seven passes in that game. So that was a James Cook game more than it was a Josh game. But I will give Josh this in the second half last night when it mattered the most, when the momentum was shifting, he was 14 out of 15 for 141 yards in the second half, albeit against a Dolphins defense that didn't have Xavier Howard and has lost Bradley Chubb. And I don't know what, uh, Jalen Ramsey's been doing. He he got smoked once by Diggs, and and Josh missed him deep. But but they, they they're not the same on defense. They've lost too many people, and I I think they're going to get smoked when they go to Kansas City and play. It's, it's supposed to be like ten degrees right. when they're up there. So that ooh, right. that's gonna and, be a and it's going to be difficult because what what I noticed with it, and and I love too, and I love what Mike McDaniel has done. Mike McDaniel has done in bringing in this offense and finding those seams and tools, anticipatory throwing ability. But at times, you got to convert that to a direct, uh, direct pass. That, that, that throw he made to Tyreek Hill, he, that ball floated forever on that seven on the corner route. Yeah. He, needs to, he needs to bring that down now and make that a direct pass. I don't think he I mean, has that Drew Brees him. was great yeah. at being an anticipatory thrower. But at some point when Drew Brees got a clear lane, he was an anticipatory thrower because he had to get the ball up and over. He couldn't yeah. see things. But when he got a clear lane and he needed to drill that ball in there, he, he had that it. ability. He and that's what I worry about with Tua mm. because sometimes Tua needs to drill that ball, and that ball floats forever, mm. and everybody gets an opportunity right. at mm. it. So – it, would I get Buffalo two home wins? Sure, they got a great chance of winning two games uh, up in that the cold Superman. in the snow with that guy if he doesn't turn the ball over. But do I see them going to Baltimore and win? I do not. I, I just I don't know about you, but I, I don't see them being able to pull that off. Well, and, and here again, we remember this, we'll run this team. If Josh Allen goes and play a clean game, superior quarterback play yeah. overrides everything. Mm. Everything. I don't care what it is. It overrides everything. If Josh Allen plays superior and don't turn that ball over, they will have a chance to beat Baltimore. All right. One, one last quick footnote about last night. 
I've made the case that Mike McDaniel gets a little full of himself talking to the media. He likes to hear himself talk at halftime. I'd never seen this before. He got asked coming out of halftime. He got asked one question and he answered it. And then that the interview was ended because we got to go back to the game. And he said, that's it. That's all you like. Like, I've never seen a coach say, yeah. don't you want to ask me another question? <laughs> Usually they're all they're the one running. Especially right? with that game going on. You should have yeah. been wanting to get back to that game. Right. That's just me. All right. all right. In a moment, we get back to the Dallas Cowboys. How much do you trust Dak Prescott in playoff games? That has become the question for our Cowboys. That's next. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. Here we go. Uh, what a great day it is for everybody but it is, yeah. but now it's your turn hashtag undisputed live here we go with the first tweet this is from that. dave how skip and playmaker feel about the cowboy haters this morning yep we're going rick flair on everything that's my dude right, right there whether you like right. it or don't like it yes uh, yeah. We love it. That red is classic. Yeah. I spent more liquor on spilt liquor across the street. He's red is classic. <laughs> Next up from our man Rob Crabtree. Keyshawn preparing for this morning's show, knowing he has to deal with Skip and Michael Urban. I don't have a headache. I'm just preparing. Taking a pill. You take any pills? You no, didn't take I, anything. I, Did you, you take know any, what? I anticipated, all, I anticipated an amazing yeah. victory that you guys yeah. had over that juggernaut of a team. <laughs> oh, yeah, he anticipated yesterday, too, because I said, Keith, what's up, man? Let's go watch the game. Oh, man, listen, man. No, man. Oh, listen. I said, wait, you going to catch me sneaking out the other day. Yeah. Why oh, I want and to I got to go viral. But now the Cowboys about to get what they need, and you want to sit down and watch this game with me. He ran. <laughs> Folks, he ran. He Why ran. I, want to watch I couldn't the even find it. to Dallas game with you. Why? 
That makes zero sense. A game that's a layup, a oh, coach man, that is a coach that's been fired was a dead man walking. On the road. Oh, stop. All right, and finally, from Monster Inc., Skip and Michael walking on the set this morning. Mike. That's exactly what y'all do. Y'all beat y'all chest. That looks a little more like me than Michael. Y'all beat the Washington Commanders. Y'all sorry, boy. Yeah. Here we go. That's the second seed in the national. Football conference. Thank you. The second seed. And speaking of, Dak Prescott led the NFL weekend in a crucial road game at Washington with a QBR of 95. He wound up leading the NFL in touchdown passes with 36. Guess who was second on the list of touchdown passes? Look out. It was Jordan Love with 32. Now, Dak did, of course, last year lead the league in interceptions, and he does remain only two and four in playoff games. So, beginning this Sunday at home against Jordan Love and the Packers, 4.30 Eastern on Fox, where it belongs. How much do you trust Dak on a scale of one to ten, Keyshawn? Playoff-wise, Kim? Yeah. I trust him. Do you? As as a ten. I do. ten? I do. Wow. Because if but you, you don't, don't go into us. the playoff, exactly, yeah. mm. exactly, oh, I trust him, oh. but I don't trust other guys oh. on your team. Mm. It ain't about him. But him and C.D. Lamb has certainly arrived. There's no question about it. They are a lethal combination, mm-hmm. and they have what it takes to lead an offense and score points. Okay, what I mean by that is. He understands that's his go-to guy, just like number eight understood 88. He under four understands 88. It's everybody else. Hey, trust me, eight, get, eight really understood can, can, 88. Can you, yes. can you get Pollard to mm-hmm. run tough? Yeah. Can you get the offensive line to push the pile? Mm-hmm. Can you get Michael Parsons not against the commanders, but against Jordan Love and against whoever else, the Rams, whoever your crazy thoughts might be? Mm-hmm. Can that side of the ball step up to the plate and mm-hmm. get it? That's the question. It ain't about the quarterback. I understand the quarterback wears the star, and if you wear the star, you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. People expect for you to be a certain way because of Roger Starback and Troy Aikman and company and all those sort of things. It ain't him, okay? And I understand what you think from a year ago in San Francisco, but the rest of the team has to play too, okay? Every time y'all win a game, it's because everybody else played well. When y'all scored 38 and 40 points, that's because everybody plays well. Mm. It ain't him. That's all I'm going to say. That's why I give him a 10 in the trust level. Mm. And, and I give him a yeah. 10 on the scale of 1 to 10. I give him a 10. I love what Key is saying because Key is so funny because I talked about the theme of this show going to be superior quarterback play beats all. I go back when I look at Dak and I go back to last year's playoff game. And Troy was calling that game. Remember the game Troy was calling? He said, I don't understand this. Why are we not throwing the ball to C.D. Lamb? He's one-on-one. You know, when it's one-on-one, let's break away from all of this trying to design a play. You put your best guy on that guy and say, hey, let's play football. That's what we do. And he said, I don't know why they don't do it, but they should do it. He said, he said in that game, if I was playing Michael would have 12 catches by now. Remember, he said 12 catches by. Somehow, they finally went and watched that game and listened to what Troy was saying. 
because we've gotten out of this scheme beating scheme and say, hey, you the better guy. Let's let, I'm going to let you go beat him. And I watch that sitting in that pocket, scanning, knowing where, that, where CD is at all the time, but scanning the field, never looking to run, only looking to deliver, and he deliver a late touchdown to CD Lamb. He's focused there. There's no doubt. I trust him because he has that main protagonist that he trusts in CeeDee Lamb, and he goes to him. Every, and now all defenses are going to focus on CeeDee and uh, grab, uh, gravitate around CeeDee, and other players then get opportunities. You saw Jalen Tolbert making plays. Brandon Cook scoring touchdowns. We'll get multiple touchdowns by multiple wide receivers now because so much focus is put on CeeDee Lamb because we first put the focus on CeeDee Lamb. And as I said to CeeDee Lamb yesterday, you know, listen, man, he's taking these eights to new heights. He's taking them to new heights. And, 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 and I told him, man, let's go ahead and finish this thing off with that Super Bowl victory in mm. 88's mm. first MVP of a Super Bowl. It'd be great things, you know what I'm saying? See, he was yeah. doing good. Yeah, yeah, he said, he I second that playmaker. We on our way. I missed it in 95. I missed it in 95. I should have gotten that MVP in Arizona. I missed it in 95. But C.D. Lamb, he's going to give 88 what they need. Just fine. And that's an Super Bowl MVP. I'm just saying. Mm. My man said he's going to manifest it. That's what he mm. told me. So He's going to manifest So, Michael Irvin. so good, man. I'm just telling you, man. I feel so good, too. I feel so good, Keith. I wish you would have come to that mm. gay letter. I was mm. going to sneak peek this dude just mm. like he snuck peek me still. Mm. I was going to sneak peek at one of his worst Why times. would I want to watch Washington yeah. when I already know y'all going to win? Mm. It was good, Skip. Yeah, so, you knew what was coming, Keyshawn. I you picked the game for y'all to win the damn game, Skip. That's why he showed But I don't know if I'm picking y'all to beat Green Bay, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. Michael Irvin, you have made a stunning proclamation on this show that shocked me but inspired me because you said this 88 has more talent than any 88 has ever had, including the 88 He's who's gifted, sitting right. right next to me right now. Mm -hmm. He is the most gifted 88. Yep. That's a mouthful that's a way from you. Ask a guy that's, up, I like that's a heart, He's doing that's it now. heartful from you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's coming straight from right. your heart. It is real. It is hey. real. It well, is he real. is backing it up as right. we speak, right? right? Okay, right. so here's... Neither here's, one of us could yeah. have done what CD's doing right now. I, I, and I don't... I'm just being straight. Neither one of us. Dez can't go inside and do it. I'm not going inside mm. and do it. Drew can come inside and make plays, but, but not, not at like this that. level. Not, not like at that. this level. Drew ain't... Drew's not that kind of quick feet, that, 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 that the movement, sudden movement that CD has. Okay, so my answer to this question is... Scale of 1 to 10, how much do I trust Dak? I'm going to start with 88 first. I trust 88 at a 10. I still trust Dak at a 7, which for me is pretty high considering where he came from because I've watched number 4 play San Francisco three straight times and stink all three times. A home playoff game, a road playoff game, and 42 to 10 out there. Just stunk. I, I don't know. Do they have his number? Is it just San Francisco? I don't know, because Dak played the game of his life in sending Tom Brady into the sunset or into the night at Tampa in the first playoff game last year and then went out there and threw two first-half interceptions at San Francisco and missed five throws in the second half, any one of which could have changed a 19-12 to game. 
So I'm I'm not completely sold and I'm going to go Jerry Jones the way Jerry did on Mike McCarthy after the game last night. He just said, I'm going to take Mike's future a game at a time. So I'm going to take it a game. That, though? I loved it because he's not that sold. Everybody's yeah. on the line. Yeah, here we everybody's go. Everybody's on yeah. the line. This is it. You, you got to yeah. get it done. So you want, you want your coach to feel the heat? I, I want everybody yeah. in the building to feel heat. That, that's, that's what you, you didn't need to say that, though. Jerry didn't need to say that, man. Could've, oh, he could have said. Why not? Because he could have just simply said, Skip, I'm not worried about futures of coaches. I'm worried about getting to the Super Bowl. He could have left it at that. But that, that and room, that one game at a time stuff, that. Hey, Keyshawn, the locker room so has been wrong. a. That's wrong. That's just wrong. But, 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 hey, it's it's been a country also. club in the but, locker right, room. Right. And it says that's a message. That's so wrong. It says a message. Like, listen, yeah. no, no, no. If I don't think Jerry has to say it if, if you have a head coach. Like, like, like what I had, or Jimmy Johnson, or, or one of those guys that just ride you all the time. And in the midst of greatness, he's always pressing down because he believed it's just human nature. When you have success, you start patting yourself on the back. It's my job to make sure your arms don't reach. Yep. That's what he used to always say. You can't, yep. So he's going to work you to death so your arms can't even reach back there. So, so he always But this guy's not like that. So Jerry's just trying to bring a little pressure from on high. He's saying, this is a week-to-week thing. You love this coach? Keep him around by winning every yeah. week. That's and, all. And Keyshawn. All right. That's all. Happened, it ain't me. What happened a week ago Saturday night? He was there, and he watched the Jimmy curse broken because we watched Jerry oh, was, give up and give in right. and finally say, I'm going to put you up there in my ring of honor, and I'm going to kiss you on the cheek when I do it. Mm. He kissed him on the cheek, which I thought was a beautiful thing because it took a lot to get there. It took 30 years for this to come full circle to that. And last night, I felt like Jerry was reaching back and trying to, to get a little bit of Jimmy going mm-hmm. where he could play Jimmy right, a little bit right, and say, right. no, I'm, I'm going to evaluate game to game in this postseason. I loved it. We don't have any of that. We got country club. We got and we ain't fat time cats. You know, you know, sit down and relax you, you and live. Right. You do understand applying that type of pressure to one could burst the pipe very easy. And what I mean right. by that, Skip, yeah, a in focus. a game, oh, you think it make it focus. That's, it, 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 that's what you hope. What, 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 but what, on the flip side, what, of focus what, is what, not needs focus, to find out, right. which is at the end of the day, right. I may, focus I may call focus. a play that I don't really trust and believe in but I know it might score instead of something that would get me my first down because I now have this guy telling me week to week, and it has now applied the pressure to me as a coach to make me think about something that I normally wouldn't even do because I'm scared now. That is not the way you treat a coach in this moment. This is not the regular season. This is not the middle of the season. This is now going into the playoffs. I may call a two-point conversion. I may call an onside kick because I'm like, oh, my God, we're not going to stop him because otherwise we're going to get fired. He may just do something out of the ordinary because of that. What what, what do you want Jerry to do? Like endorse him as coach of the year? I want him to just dance around that other than week to week. Why would you want to put that type of pressure on him? Because it is that kind of pressure going on. We've been dealing with this for 30 years. You just want more time to sit up and say, ain't nobody did it. You only won that for 30 years. He needs to feel this pressure that we feel every day. That's a lot of pressure. He better get this team where he needs to get him or get packed. Sean, you're getting scared because you know this is sounding real and right. We've been dealing with this. Why would I get scared? 
Well, because you're going to have to sit there. I, I'm sitting here trying. Monday after I'm Monday. sitting here trying to explain to a Hall of Famer that's been in the damn locker room and on the side. I am sitting here trying to explain to a just a I don't even know what to call it a world of a journalist trying to explain to you why would you apply that type of pressure we need it. to a coach we never had it we haven't had it for 30 years okay so when he call a timeout because he's scared because he gonna get fired if it don't work then okay if that's what you want you want your coach mm-hmm. to be scared going into the playoffs then well, it's, it's it's called right. good scare okay right, right, coach right, good right. scare okay yeah. fear, fear makes fear yeah makes okay. okay last quick question for both of you and we're about out of town on this topic so so go fast but I am seeing, for one of the rare times, you talked about how quarterback play is everything. I'm seeing a receiver help make a quarterback here because post-San Francisco, once he started feeding the beast, Dak's confidence just just skyrocketed where he knows push comes to shove. If, 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 he, if he's got nothing, he can throw it to 88 in a tight window and he'll snatch it. I've never, seen, with I've never seen a great, unquote, Hall of Fame type quarterback never have a good receiver. Yeah, I ain't never seen. I don't care. You can go all the way back to Marino with Duper and Clayton and fast forward all the way to Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman. I mean, when when 88 on the field, it's just a different situation. And that's not because I played the position. Yeah, I just no, I, never seen a great quarterback without a receiver. Okay, right. but the quarterback is clearly more valuable in position than the receiver position is because you, you can't throw it to yourself. Is you what, what's your line about there? You need 11 guys. 11 guys right, right, including right, the play right, caller right, right. have to to make it work, yes, right? That is correct. Okay. Right. But but what I would say is 88 does make Dak Prescott, but you got to have somebody to get it to you. But, well, let me tell got you why. Let, but let me tell you why 88 makes Dak. Dak Dak likes to throw Inside, you know, Dak, Dak likes. And, and I think the best quarterbacks play inside out, like Tom yep. Brady, instead of yeah. guys that throw yep. way out in. Yep. Because that ball, the longer that ball's in the air, the longer that ball's in the air, the more opportunity people will get at it. The, the middle is always the best, play, it's the best place to attack. So now you get your best guy. With Troy, his best guy was outside. With Dak, you can move his best guy wherever Dak needs you to move Everywhere. his best guy. Yeah. And that makes it an incredible asset to what you're alluding to, mm-hmm. where, wait a minute, now, is this, the court, is this the player lifting the quarterback or is this the quarterback lifting the player? Mm-hmm. And there, there, there are situations we can look at. We clearly know Tyreek, that's the, that's the mm-hmm. receiver, lifting, lifting the, the quarterback. quarterback. Right, no right, doubt. right. Th- this, this is a little bit different. Dak has had great success prior to sure. C.D. Lane. yeah. So, so he can lift yeah, well, that see, to see, another level, but, but he's not Mark lifting that into the level. Okay, I see, Tyreek Hill lift tour into this level. Yeah, but but that's different. Now we're talking about a Super Bowl level. That's where he's Thank taking that from the level he was yes. to the Super Bowl level. Hey, that's very good, Skip. Man, I'm telling you, Skip. Skip, give him some doubt, man. You doing some good stuff, boy. You're doing good stuff, man. I'm telling you, Skip, doing some good stuff. What you looking at? Y'all so full of it, man. One team that's not full of it right now, as in full of life, the Eagles. Will they figure it back out in time to go win at Tampa? I doubt it, but we'll hear what they say. D-A-D-M-E-S. Here we go. Man, the Eagles lost five of their last six. 
uh, including an ugly, lifeless loss yesterday at the Giants, in which A.J. Brown hurt his knee and Jalen first banged up his uh, finger on his throwing hand. So the question looms, can a team with so many veteran leaders, Jalen, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, snap out of it in time for next Monday night's playoff game, of course, at Tampa, where they are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Richard, you first with your opinion. Uh, Skip, I don't know. You know, usually in this situation, the obvious answer is yes, especially a team that just went to the Super Bowl last season. You would say, no question, they pop out of this and, and they go on a run. But there hasn't been anything to give me that kind of confidence in this team as of late. They've uh, they've been really, really bad in these ball games. They've been one in five over their last six games. I just don't see that changing. I don't see you know, the team that we saw last season. I don't see the offensive ingenuity. I don't see the pressure and sacks from the defense that we saw last season. And I think those sacks and, and that pressure from the D-line who played incredible last season kind of minimized some of the, the, the shortcomings in the secondary because those shortcomings have been evident uh, these last six, seven, I mean, most of the season. They, they've ranked 28 in pass. Uh, I think they're amongst the league worst in, in points per game. And offensively, they're predictable. We talked about this before on the show, how predictable they are. And we didn't, I don't think people gave enough credit to, to Shane Steichen uh, and Jonathan Gannon and what they were able to do with this team. A very, I, I don't know how many times in the history of this league you've lost an offensive and defensive coordinator in the same offseason, but they did. And for the most part, early in the season, they weathered that storm. They were 10 and 1. We thought, hey, this team is a great team. You know, they're going to be fine. They're going to, you know, they won some really close games throughout the season. And we said, "Mm, you know, this is a little bit of a hangover, but they're winning the game. So it's fine. Then this second part of the season happened and we're like, I don't know what's going on, Skip. I really don't because they're not beat up offensively. You know, if they had a huge injury on the offensive line or defensive line or or a huge injury where you, you say they lost Lane Johnson, but. You know, are they lost A.J. Brown or are they lost Swift for an extended period of time? You could say, oh, OK, when they get back, things will get back to normal. But they're the same team they've been and they're just not winning these ball games, and they don't look like a team that's going to win in these playoffs right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think that this is a team that is going to go far in the NFC just based on these last six games that I've seen. I mean, they've lost five of the last six, Skip. So, when you think about what they're able to do offensively with Brian Johnson calling plays is different, obviously, than Shane Steichen. You now have something totally different in the, in the style in which Brian wants to run versus Steichen. I mean, they, you, you figure they just would take a guy off the staff and allow him to kind of do the same things. Yeah, those principles are still there, but whenever you have an offensive coordinator that's different than the one you had before, he's going to call things differently. It may be the same plays, but his third and two call may be different than the third and two that you had such success with because he's running the show now. And I think that this is just a different – the players are still the same. It's just a different way of doing things, and it hasn't. they have obviously not gotten the, the best out of the offensive unit. I'm surprised that they – played as long as they did against the Giants. You mentioned A.J. Brown's knee. You hurt his hand. You get them out of the game as soon as you feel like this game is slipping away from you, as well as scoreboard watching the Dallas Cowboy game. Mm. And then you put them on the sideline. Defensively, 
like Richard said, the secondary, for all intents and purposes, were not holding up without the defensive line doing their job, getting to the quarterback and applying pressure, stuffing the run, something that they haven't been able to do again. So now you talk about Gannon being gone to Arizona. That's a new defensive coordinator on top of another new defensive coordinator in the middle of the season in, in Patricia taking over. So you got things that was done a different way a year ago, things that were done half of the season this year skipped defensively, and now you're doing things different again once Matt Patricia took over. So you got three things going in your head from a defensive standpoint on certain rules that you would do, things that in, in terms of schemes and coverages and stunts. You probably got three different things running through your head on three different calls, so it makes the job that much more difficult. Mm. The only time I can remember, Richard, and you just mentioned losing two coordinators the same year, New England when they lost Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell in the same yep. year. That's the only team that I could think of, and then I think they went on to probably have a little success after that they without those two. Success. Yeah, I'd say. All right. I'm on record. I believe that the Eagles will lose at the Buccaneers a week from tonight. Or should I say the Bucs will just put them out of their misery because this Eagles team has lost its way, it's lost its momentum, it's lost its heart, it's, it's lost its confidence. It's, it's lost all direction on who it is and where it's headed. And yet, if I may say so, I, I first guess this. I told you guys from day one this year, this defense is not very good. It's torchable. It's gettable. And it was gettable all year long because now it's fallen all the way to 30th in points allowed. I thought it wasn't great a year ago because Dallas hung 40 on it on Christmas Eve. And I know Jalen didn't play quarterback, but he didn't play safety. So I, I said, man, I, they're not what you think they are on defense. Even at 10-1, and one, I sat right here and told you guys, I, I don't believe in them. I don't trust them. And now they've fallen to 31st in stopping their opponents on third down. So they, they can't get off the field which obviously makes it really hard on the offense. And overall, this football team has fallen to 27th in turnover differential. So it, it's minus 10. So it's turning the ball over, and it can't stop anybody. And it, it, it keeps saying, well, next week, and next week, and next week. And this time of year, you, you can't flip a switch now. It's just too, when you lose five of your last six, and remember, there were four games before you went on this, this losing streak where you were on the razor's edge and you barely hung on and you kept getting outscored in the first half. You, you, you kept getting outgained for the whole game and you went four straight games and you pulled them out, pulled them out of your you-know-what. And then all of a sudden you started losing and you can't get it back. So it, I, I can't remember a defensive coordinator getting demoted in midseason. It just doesn't happen. And, man, Sean yeah, Desai getting kicked upstairs in favor of Coach Pencil, who, who I, I think is overrated anyway. He's another one of those chips off the Belichick block, and, and what have any of them ever done? See, I, I don't think that yeah. uh, Philadelphia is going to go down to Tampa and lose this football game. I, I just don't. Um, I watched Tampa Bay against the Carolina Panthers. It, nothing gives me – uh, I'll bet you Carolina's defense is better than Philadelphia. It, it may yeah. be, but it gives me no reason to think that Baker Mayfield, great story, great everything, played his way into a contract extension. But I don't think that Philadelphia 
as bad as they were yesterday or as bad as they've been, they got a better team than Tampa Bay. And I can't see them losing in Tampa. The following week, different story in the divisional round, but I think they at least make it to the divisional round. Mm. Richard. Well, well I, I, I think they can just because Todd Bowles and some of the things that he does defensively, some of the complex like schemes that he runs, the, the coverages, the pressure that he brings. Antoine Winfield Jr. is having a great season. He is. Um, those linebackers in Tampa can, can make life difficult. And then you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who at any given time can both go off. You know, Mike Evans led the league in, in touchdown receptions for a reason because he's a big play guy and he will have a shot against his secondary if this offensive line can hold up. And they have held up decently all season. So I don't know. I, I, I think. The way this this uh, Eagles offense is playing and how predictable they are, the way Todd Bowles and I've sat in these meetings with him, I've been you know there when he's scheming it up. He's one of the best that I've ever been around mm. in understanding an offense, and yeah. this offense is very simple to understand. So I think that he's going to create a lot of issues for them. This uh, thankfully, um, the Eagles have a great offensive line that will be able to pick up you know some of the things that he brings and recognize it. But I think like Nick Bosa said after they, you know, they gave a blueprint to a lot of these teams to stop um, the Philadelphia Eagles. And since that game, they've been one in five. So you got to think that there is something on tape that teams are seeing yep. um, from this offense that are allowing them to stop them and, and put pressure on Jalen Hurts and put him in positions um, that he's not having the same success that he's had before. So, Richard, how, how does this defense compared to the one that won the Super Bowl a couple of years back with with obviously Tom Brady at quarterback because now they're this defense is seventh in points allowed fifth against the run so it's still it's pretty good it might not be quite as good as it was back in that day especially rushing the passer I, I don't see Shaq Barrett getting that kind of pressure that he got in the Super Bowl run yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it gets it's it's hot and cold. You know, uh, like you said, they're seventh in points allowed. They're fifth against the run, and a lot of that is Vita, Vita Vea. It is and his impact. You yeah. know, he's the linchpin in the middle of that defense. Levante David is always underrated, criminally underrated. We've been one of the best linebackers in the league for over a decade now. Um, we talked about what they've been able to do in the back end with uh, with uh, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Mm-hmm. He's having a great season. He should have been a pro bowler. Should've one of the biggest Buda snubs Baker. this year. Yep. Yep. Over Buda Baker, no question. You know, Buda, Buda is a great player, but Antoine's having a better season this year. Yep. Um, you know, we, 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 there's a lot of things that they do well, and I think they're playing right at the right time, and I think they're going to have a great game, and they will be the only reason I could see Philadelphia losing this game is if, if, if this defense gets hot and, and, and creates some turnovers and creates some chaos, then they can walk away with a victory. Okay, They're so Keyshawn, sum it up. Do you really believe they'll just flip the switch and go down there and crush Tampa? I don't know that they'll crush them, but I think they have the capabilities of winning a football game in the playoffs. One game. I think they have that capability. Look, they, look, it, it, they made some mistakes. They can clean those mistakes up for one game. If they can do that, then yeah. I think they're good enough, a talented enough team to win one game in the playoffs. Mm. I've never seen a team pick itself up off the mat. I know Nick Sirianni said after the game, we will pick ourselves the F up. Well, I, I'll believe it when I see it because it just doesn't happen this late in the year. Yeah, I, it, you know, one game is doable. It's not like they're going up against the 49ers. It, it's not like they're going up against Baltimore. They're going up against a Tampa team 
that has struggled all year long, and then they go down to Carolina and they struggle in that game and get out of it. We'll score nine, nine to nothing, nothing or something. Like, yep. come on. Yep. Uh, like, I don't think that but, they, but, they're getting ready to face murderers yeah. row. But they're also a team that just struggled against the Giants. And no, so, I, I get, you know, I, no, I, I, I get all of that. I get that they struggled against the Giants, but they also started pulling dudes and doing things like that. So I'm not going to let the score keep it too lopsided. Yeah, that, yeah that's, what, that's what concerned me is that the, the reason they, they pulled dudes because they were getting their faces kicked in and, and this Giants team wasn't, wasn't they were formidable. If they would have left those guys in, I don't think the, diff, the score would have been any different. And that's the concerning part for me watching that game was like, man, they – it seemed like they got the twos in, but they got the ones in. You so know, you think the, they're gonna the lose? You think they're gonna lose to Tampa? I think I think there's a great chance they lose to Tampa. No question. Yeah. And by the way, Keyshawn, I told you the Eagles would lose one of the last two to the Giants, and they almost lost both of them to the Giants. They almost lost both. Ooh. Well, Skip, be quiet. <laughs> Guess what you'd have did if they'd have won? Said nothing. If they'd have won the two games, you'd have said nothing. You know how that works. It's like the like I tell I you, Skip, in baseball, you know, it's oh that 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 pitch is gonna come back to hunt them. They say that in the third inning. Yeah. By the time you get to the ninth inning, you don't hear anything. Yeah. Nice try. Way back when when it looked like the Eagles were dominating the division, you said you want to bet a dinner that the Eagles win the division. I said okay, I'll you take won. that. You Thank won you. The division, Thank Skip. you.